What's up, guys? I'm Jared Lopes, and you're listening to the Dad Tired Podcast, where I'm helping everyday families learn how to follow Jesus in everyday life. How's it going, guys? Jared Lopes with you back here on the Dad Tired Podcast. It is good to be with you. If you're new to the ministry, welcome. Glad that you found us. We'd love to have you come hang out with us. You could do that by going to dadtired.com and clicking the community tab, and you'll find some guys that are meeting in your area, and you'll also find a link to a closed group on Facebook where there's a bunch of guys who are taking their faith, their family, and their marriage very seriously, uh, just guys who love Jesus and are trying to help each other out. So we, we really would love for you to come be a part of that. Uh, go to dadtire.com, click the community tab. If you're a longtime listener, thank you so much. I really, really do appreciate you continuing to listen in every week. If you haven't already, uh, leave a review, even just a couple words, one sentence. Let us know what you think. Help us out. Um, it keeps us on the front page of iTunes, which exposes more and more guys to the gospel. So if you're a longtime listener and you like what uh, you're hearing, please leave a review. Let us know. Uh, and if, if you have any suggestions, we love those too. You can send those to hello at dadtired.com, and uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, Also, if you're not following along on Instagram stories, if you're on Instagram and uh, if you follow Dad Tired on Instagram and uh, you're not following on the the stories part, uh, you should. Uh, I'm posting on there every single day. I've given away stuff. I've done contests on there. Uh, I've given resources away. It's kind of a behind-the-scenes look of what we do all day long. I'm constantly posting on there. Um, and so it's a great way for us to get to know each other. So go to Instagram, add us on Instagram and, uh, watch the stories. And, uh, there's a lot of exclusive content through Dad Tired that happens in the Instagram story. So would love to have you hang out there as well. I did want to share one, um, email that I got this week that I thought was super encouraging. I think you guys will be encouraged by it too. Let me pull it up here. I should have done that beforehand. Give me a second. Um, so I did a Facebook or Instagram live story recently and, uh, gosh, where is this? Here it is. Uh, I, I, I did a Instagram story or live session, uh, the other day. And one of the people that was watching commented and said, thank you so much for this. Uh, my husband's really, his life has really been changed through your ministry. And, uh, and that was all that she had said at, at the time. And I was just super encouraged by that comment. And, uh, you know, obviously anytime you feel like God's using you, it's a, it's a cool thing. So then she followed up later that week and sent me this email, and this is what it said. She said, so earlier this week, I told you that through your work, God is changing my husband. Well, here is how. He used to listen to a podcast called The Other. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but now he listens to your podcast. He comes home refreshed and feeling more confident. He, start, he is starting to be more romantic with me and love me the way that I need to be loved. He is focused more on our children and less on his phone. He realizes porn is fake and that he is not alone or weird for having a hard time stopping. He is changing. Thank you for being so real. Thank you for taking this Instagram family with you. Thank you for following God's will for your life. You and your family are in our nightly prayers, and yes, we pray together now. Uh, God is so good and faithful. Keep doing whatever you're doing. Keep living out loud for God. Blessings to you. Um, That was one of the most encouraging 
messages I've ever received. Listen, my my whole point in Dad Tired has always been to point people to Jesus. That's all I've ever wanted to do in my life uh, and in and in this ministry. I just want to point people towards Jesus. And I really believe um, people often say, thank you for being so real and transparent. Uh, and in some ways, I think that God has, his call on my life is to mess up publicly, <laughs> Uh, which is a, in some ways a really crappy calling. Um, but I have always really, really loved Jesus, and I have always just um, recognized how broken and sinful I am. And so I talk about those two things often, and uh, people seem to be refreshed by that. Um, but I think that that's kind of the heartbeat behind Dad Tired, um, and has been the heartbeat behind my life, is that those two things can coexist. That being a Christian doesn't mean that your life starts to look perfect perfect. Being a Christian is just a deeper and deeper understanding of how wrecked you are at the same time recognizing how amazing God's grace is. And so I often talk about my junk and my failures. You've heard them often if you're a podcast listener. Um, just keep listening, go back and listen. Like I, I share a lot of my crap. Uh, and, and I do that, one, because I want you to recognize that it's okay if you still have crap in your life. And Jesus is still very much God and gracious and wants to continue to save you. He'd, I've heard a pastor say one time that he's, he didn't just save you, but he saved you. He is saving you in your present, and he will save you. That's the good news of God is that he didn't bail on you, but he saved you from your sin and like it's forgotten about forever, but he's continuing to save you. He didn't just save you and then move on. He continues to pursue you relentlessly, pursue your heart relentlessly. And so he continues to save you. Even in the today, the here and now, he wants to refine your character for your joy and for his glory, and he will continue to save you. Um, and, and he will save you one day. That, that's the good news, revelation, that he'll come back and he will make all things new again and we'll be done with this junk. Man, my heart always longs for that day when I won't struggle, when I won't have this identity crap, when I won't struggle with sin or uh, idolatry and being convinced that something else can satisfy my soul more than Jesus can. I can't wait for my soul to be fully satisfied in Jesus and fully convinced that he is best for me. I get glimpses of that here on earth and it's so good, but I can't wait for my heart to feel like that all the time, to be totally uh, have the the shalom, as the Jewish people would say, that deep, deep peace that there is nothing better than God and God himself. So uh, anyway, uh, the, so getting messages like that is super encouraging. Uh, and, I, and I pray that that's the same for you. I pray that God would use this ministry as a way um, to draw your heart back to himself. And that, so I, again, I started Dad Tired about a year ago, and I've just kind of been... Um, winging it in many ways. But this last year, as you know, uh, I start, I formed it into a nonprofit, a 501c3, which means I had to have a board of directors come, come around. I've talked about that in past podcasts, so I won't get too much into that. But essentially, I wanted a group of guys around me who could hold me accountable and who could speak into the ministry that it wouldn't revolve just around me, but there would be a group of guys who are serious about um, Jesus and, and who love you and who love God. Um, and so one of those guys that's on the board, his name is Dan. He's been on the podcast before. The, the man, uh, we go to church together. He helped plant the church that I'm a part of. <clears throat> and uh, 
He is just so wise. I really, really, really value his wisdom. He is an executive coach, so he coaches like some of the the biggest names. You know, like uh, he coaches the executives at Chick Fil A. And I know we've got a lot of Southern listeners, so uh, maybe that'll add some. Uh, credit or <laughs> respect for him, um, but he he flies back to Atlanta all the time, and he works with the executives at Chick Fil A and helping coach the executives there in their company. Uh, and he charges like a ri- his company charges like a ridiculous amount of money, uh, as he should because he's worth a lot. The value that he's bringing is amazing. But um, he's on the board, and he basically offered for free to kind of coach Dad Tired and figure out how we can be more strategic and not just like business strategic, but but how can we help articulate the things that God has put on our heart? And so he and I met for several hours last week and he just tried to like mine out what's on my heart. And here's the um here's the the kind of rough draft mission statement that we came up with that I'm actually really, really excited about. Here is why uh, I've always known this in my heart, but here's a sentence uh, articulating why we think Dad Tired exists. Dad Tired exists to see the hearts of men changed by pointing them to Jesus, not changed behavior or not behavior modification. So dad tired exists to see the hearts of men change by pointing them to Jesus, not behavior modification. And this is so, um, passion. I'm so passionate about this. Um, my entire life, if you've grown up in church, you've, you've heard over and over again, this, uh, this thought of like being part of an accountability group. And uh, for most of my years, uh, I was told that like uh, I needed to be part of an accountability group, that if I wanted to be a good Christian, I needed to meet with other guys and be held accountable. Now, listen, before we go any further, huge disclaimer, I am not against accountability groups, but let me tell you my experience. Let me tell you my experience with accountability groups. Typically what's happened is in an accountability group is that we get together with two or three other guys. And I did this for most of my life. And you're kind of like, especially when you're in leadership, you're kind of like forced to be part of an accountability group, which again, is not bad. Um, but, but here's, let me just tell you my experience. Here's what happens. You get in the accountability group and you start going through a checklist of behavior for that week. Um, did you lust? Did you look at porn? Did you cuss? How did you treat your friends or your wife or your girlfriend? Um, did you help your neighbor? You're, you're essentially going through a checklist and asking, how did you behave today? And two things happen in, the, in that scenario. Either number one, you behaved well. And so you can kind of convince yourself that, ah, maybe I'm a good person. Like maybe I'm actually got this thing down and you kind of get a sense of pride Um that you're doing well. And I'm kind of fumbling around in how you would feel because I very rarely did well. <laughs> so I don't know what you would feel like. Um, but but I know that there are a lot of you who listen who are really well disciplined and you could take a list of rules and things to not do and do them really well. And then you probably feel good about yourself. You probably feel a sense of pride that like you accomplished something. Um, for me, and I think a lot of others like me, you didn't do well. You like went through your week and you sinned and you messed up and you had a whole bunch of junk and you were frustrated because you felt like you've made the same sin over and over and over again, and you should be over this by now. You've been a Christian for a long time. And so then what happens when you meet with your accountability group is you're either really shameful, like you feel a deep sense of shame, like, crap, why can't I just figure out my crap? Why can't I pull it together, you know? Like, I should be more mature than this. Why, why can't I get it? So you either feel lots of shame or you hide uh, and you lie. 
and you figure out what to say in order to like kind of weasel out of that behavior uh, checklist. And and I've done both. Like I've I've shared openly and I felt shame, or I just straight up lied about it. And I was like, yeah, I did fine because I didn't want to go through the guilt or like the the speech again as to why I'm a good Christian or a leader. I should be sinning less. And so accountability groups, what was happening is they were always managing behavior and they very rarely got after heart stuff. Um, in fact, I remember one time I was dating a girl and I had an accountability partner sit down with me. Like it, this was the whole conversation was about 48 seconds and they sat down and said, All right, Hey, are you guys having sex? And I said, no. And we really weren't having sex, but he said, he said, are you having sex? And I said, no. He said, good. And we moved on. <coughs> now, listen, all that accomplished uh, was a behavior modification checklist. And uh, it, had I been having sex with my girlfriend, I wouldn't even wanted to tell him because it felt like such a weird and awkward conversation. And uh, and even bigger than that, it never asked why. Like, why? Why do you want to? Why do you not want to? What's going on in your heart? What are you believing about Jesus this week? Where are you falling short of like faith in God that God can satisfy your soul? Um, let's talk about the heart. It very, very, very rarely touches on the heart, and it almost always manages behavior. And I posted, I post a lot on Instagram, and you know, I kind of go back and forth. Sometimes it feels cheesy to put like a saying over a pretty landscape, but, uh, whatever that on Instagram, that works. A lot of people engage with it that way. (coughs) Excuse me. I posted a, uh, a picture on Instagram and it had to do something with behavior modification that Jesus is. Oh, I think it said, uh, what did it say? It said that Jesus, Oh, evidence of salvation is not that you sin less but that you repent more. And the person responded, you know, what what kind of scripture backing do you have that up? And I've posted a lot of things like that. Like Jesus is more interested in your heart than he is your behavior. And uh, there's always somebody or a couple people who can push back. Like, tell me the scripture. Give me the verse that supports that. And um, when this last person did it, I was really like struggling. Like, huh, um, what verse, what, what particular verse would back that up. I mean, I, I really believe what I said to be true biblically, but what one verse backs up what I say? And uh, so it really got me thinking. Before I tell you what my thoughts are, let's take a quick break. I'll come back and tell you what my thoughts were on that. What's up, guys? Traditionally in the church, men have been the hardest demographic to reach, and yet Dad's Hired Ministry has successfully been able to engage guys from all around the world with the gospel, equipping and encouraging them to be the men that God has designed them to be. We're a nonprofit ministry, which means we rely heavily on your support. If you love this podcast and believe in what we're doing, would you consider giving 19 bucks a month to help us keep going? You can do this by going to dadtired.com forward slash give. Thank you seriously for being on this journey with me. And I can't tell you how excited I am to see what God does with our community in the years to come. As always, thank you guys to those of you who are donating monthly. It really does help support the ministry. And uh, some of you don't know this, but for everyone that uh, signs up for a monthly donation, we're just asking that you donate 19 bucks a month. For any, everyone that signs up for a monthly donation, I send you uh, a free t-shirt as a thank you gift, and they're pretty cool t-shirts. So uh, if you want one of those and you want to support the ministry, dattire.com forward slash give, I'll send you a t-shirt as a thank you for your monthly donation. Uh, so what is what was my response when somebody said, like, you know, prove to me, what, is, what does scripture say? What verse um, says that 
uh, you know, God is more concerned with our our heart than he is our behavior. And here's, here's my response to that after thinking about it for a while. Uh, one, there's probably a verse that supports this really clearly. I don't know right off the top of my head what verse it is, but here's what I know. Jesus came and he entered into a culture where there was high religious... Um, activity or engagement like the the culture that he entered into was very religious and those that religious culture was led by religious leaders called Pharisees okay if you're new to the Christian world this is helpful if you've been Christian for a while you think I'm being redundant but just hear me out here the Christian world the Christian culture of that time was led by a group of people called Pharisees now God, back in the Old Testament, had given people a list of stuff to do, actually behavior modification stuff. And they, nobody was able to fully live up to it, which is actually setting up people for their need for a savior. But what happened was um, God gave them this like, hey, you need to do this. You need to eat this. You need to wear this kind of clothes. You need to not sin here. And people were constantly realizing like, ah, oh, crap, this is hard. And we we are not able to do that, which is a good thing because later Jesus shows up and he says, I will do it for you. I will be the one that fulfills all this for you. But God gave them a list of stuff to do. And then the religious leaders, what they did is they actually added to the list. They added more things for the the God followers to do of that time. They expanded the list to crazy amount of stuff. I mean, the, the amount of rules, I, I used to remember the number on it, but they had it down to like, there's 600 and something rules that if you want to be a good Christian, you need to follow. Here is how you need to manage your behavior. And Jesus shows up on the scene and he actually challenges these Pharisees all the time. And he does this in a lot of ways. Like you'll remember in the scripture, there was a time where Jesus was talking and teaching and they're always trying to, they're always trying to like trip Jesus up on his behavior. And Jesus says, well, listen, if you've lusted, like if you've, if you've lusted after a woman, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Now this would have been really like that, that would have really messed up the Pharisees because they were like, no, you know, I've never committed adultery. But what was Jesus doing there? He was addressing not the behavior, but the heart. He's telling you the heart is what we need to get after. Later, he says, if, you, if you've ever hated somebody, you've already murdered them. What was Jesus doing? He was saying, it's not just your behavior. What is going on in your heart? And he later compared them to whitewashed tombs. He said, listen, you, your, your tomb, it looks great. It's all pretty and painted well and looks nice, but on the inside is dead. And that's what he was referring to your hearts. Like the outside of you, he, he, refer, he did the same story about a cup. Like you wash the outside of the cup and the outside looks amazing. You've really scrubbed it down well, but here's the problem on the inside is filthy. And Jesus says, it's the inside. It's the heart that controls your behavior. It's the heart that, that has dictate, that dictates everything else that you do. And Jesus was always after, I think story after story, maybe there's one particular verse, but all throughout Jesus's ministry in the new Testament, he was about what's going on in your heart. And he was always challenging heart versus behavior. And uh, this is, here's the thing. It's actually harder. Like had Jesus just said, work on your behavior and had he shown up and said, listen, the Pharisees are right. Here's 600 things to do. And if you can do them well, then you're good. Uh, Like that almost would be easier. You and I could probably follow a checklist to some degree pretty well. 
and uh, we could start to feel good about ourselves. But Jesus says, listen, this is not about your behavior. It's not about a list of rules. It's about your heart. And the most frustrating part about that is you, you listening right now, you and me, we don't have the power in us to change our own hearts. We can change our behavior. We can try to be disciplined and behave better for a while. You can stop looking at porn for a while. You can treat your wife better, uh, date her more, take care of your kids, yell less, manage your anger, drink less, don't do drugs, whatever. You can manage your behavior to some extent, but at the end of the day, you cannot change your heart. Only God can do that. And here's the good news. Who gets the glory in that situation? If you manage your behavior at the end of the day, you're going to feel good about yourself. And in in a sense, why would you need a God? You're just disciplined enough to do it. But God says you can't. You can wash the outside of the cup. You can paint the tomb. But in the end of the day, you're dead and you're dirty inside. And the only one that can fix that is Jesus. And he gets the glory. He gets the glory in that because only he can change hearts. You cannot change your heart. And so, friends, here's the thing. Jesus is really concerned not with your behavior but with your heart. He believes that if your heart changes, that your behavior will start to change and it will be much more lasting. He he does want your behavior to change. He does want your life to get better. He does want to break you free from sins that you've been struggling with your whole life. But it's not going to start with behavior. It's going to start with your heart. And so the first thing we do is, Jesus, would you change my my heart? Not God, would you help me get through this behavior? Would you help me be a little more disciplined? The first thing is, God, reveal to me the wickedness of my heart. Would I repent from it? Would I acknowledge how wicked and dirty and filthy my heart is? Would I give it to you and ask in exchange that your spirit would come live in me and that you would actually change my heart so that I could be the man that you designed me to be, that by your spirit I can be, by your power I can be? the kind of man that you want me to be because your spirit lives inside of me. Lord, don't just change my behavior, change my heart. And that's when we start to get after some good stuff. That's when God, uh, we start to see change in our life is when we allow the spirit of God to live in us and change our heart motivation, not just our behavior. And so that, my friends, is the title, why I titled this uh, podcast, Quit Your Community Group. And I don't really mean that. If you're part of a community group, stay in it. Re- you know, Don't quit. But listen, if all you guys are doing is checking each other's behavior, like, hey, did you do this? Did you not do this? Then actually quit. Or say, guys, I don't want to manage behavior anymore. This is exhausting. Uh, Can we start to address the issue of the heart? Like, why do I keep looking at porn? Why do I want to uh, drink more? Why do I keep getting so angry with my wife or kids? Why can't I not forgive? What's going on in my heart? What am I believing about God? Or what what lies is Satan telling me that I'm believing um, and have yet to surrender to Jesus and the gospel and the good news of Jesus that I need to start believing again? And uh, you're, instead of having accountability groups, you should call them gospel reminder groups. Um, and that's really what we're trying to do at Dad Tired. And with all these meetups that will be coming out later this year, um, all over the country and world, I want them to be gospel reminder groups that you would meet with other guys and remind each other of the good news of Jesus. Uh, not manage behavior, but that your hearts would begin to change. 
I love you guys. Thanks for listening. As always, if this was helpful, please rate, subscribe, leave a review so that we can continue to spread the good news of Jesus to lots and lots of guys. My goal, man, is to have a million guys a day encounter the gospel of Jesus because of Dad Tired. You can help us do that by going to dadtired.com forward slash give and by leaving a review on this podcast. It's super helpful. I love you. As always, you can reach out to me. Hello at dadtired.com. Hello at dadtired.com. I'd love to meet you, hear your story. Uh, Anyway, love you guys. Have a great day. See you.